Hey, welcome. It's good to be back with you again today. I uh, want to go ahead and say thanks to Andrew, who's my son, but at Hope Church, he's our son, who uh, preached last Sunday on uh, we're going to focus and dwell on whatever is just. Today, we're going to be handling whatever is pure. Um, in Philippians 4.8, let's read the passage together. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just today, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any moral excellence and if there is any praise, think or dwell on these things. Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a, um, that a child would be able to understand me. Help me to be in tune to your spirit. Any word of knowledge that you pass to me, uh, to a person or their situation, if you prompt me with it, I really want to be obedient to speak to it. I rely upon you for that. And then uh, you will remind me out of everybody watching and listening, uh, you uh, you see them one way, but you see me differently because I'm a, I'm a teacher and a preacher. And Lord, with, within me and on me is a greater and a more strict judgment. And I know that, and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray, his name that I preach. Today we're handling on whatever is pure. And let's, let's break this down for just a moment. I don't think the sermon is going to be long today, but listen, listen carefully. Uh, when you're dealing with whatever is pure, the word pure that is here is uh, it's dealing with holy, whatever is holy. Um, and uh, you, you may have read about people in history, different groups of people. Some were called the purest, uh, and that is they were people who really wanted to get everything lined up right. Um, I come from a, a hunting background and an outdoor background, and uh, in the archery, in the archery camp, the, there is uh, all different kind of archery equipment. But then there's that group that's called the purest, and they go back to the original, as much as the original bow uh, that can shoot an arrow, not the compound bow or the crossbow, or it's it's, it's the oldest bow you can use or the oldest model. Uh, that reflects an ancient time. Uh, so uh, there, there is a call of a group of people who saw their life to be pure, and they were referred to as purists. I want to give you a series of things here, though, that have to do with, uh, uh, with what the Lord is commanding of us and uh, how it all comes together in different areas of life. I want you to look at Psalm, 20, at, at Psalm 12, 6. It says, the, the words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in an earthen furnace, purified seven times. And we know that uh, we, we know that silver, to be pure, has to be intense, with intense heat, be purified. And it's saying that, that God's word is pure. Now, listen, I, I want you to hear me. If you, if you, let me dwell on this for just a moment. Uh, when we deal with God's word, we are dealing with the fact that it, it may just be one way for you to live. Uh, to me, God's word is uh, a sole authority of life. Uh, and, and just faithful, fruitful living is in God's word. But if you're not careful and if you're not in God's word, you're going to come up with all kinds of philosophies and concepts to live your life. Uh, we're always encouraging you to be in his word. Why? Because it is pure. Uh, it is holy. Uh, we want you to see it that way. For example, you can be uh, 
You can be too reliable on the church. I want to remember and remind you, the church is not a campus or a building. We know that. You know that. I'm just going to remind you, you are the church. But the, the picture is, if you're not careful, you'll become reliable on the church to just even be in the Word. And for those of us who are followers of Christ, there should be a hunger, whether you know me or not, to be in His Word. Why? Because it is pure. The Word of God is pure. I want you to look at 1 John 3, 3. It says, and everyone who has this hope in him, meaning the Lord, purifies himself as he is pure. I want you to get that not only is God's word pure, but our purity is in Jesus. And we'll reflect upon that even even further along in the sermon. Uh, James 13, 7 says that God's wisdom is pure. Look, but the wisdom from above is pure, first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy, good fruits, without favoritism, and without hypocrisy. His wisdom is pure. 1 Timothy 5.22 says, Don't be too quick to appoint anyone as an elder, and don't share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Uh, Not only is God's wisdom pure, but we want leaders to have the wisdom of God. And and, and, and Paul says to Timothy, you're better off not having some elders than having elders that are not pure. Do you see that? Uh, we're moving on to 23 years at Hope Church, and guys, listen, we're still developing our future leadership. I'm just going to be honest with you. <clears throat> Paul says to Timothy, don't lay your hands on people too quickly when it comes to Christian leadership because their hearts may not be pure. They may not be living pure lives. We've got to get to that picture of that. And it they need to have a goal of that and a, set a standard of that. Uh, and, you, you know, there could be people who could really criticize churches and leaders that just go ahead and, and fulfill that position. You know, we need to have so many Christian leaders. Well, not not Paul doesn't say that to Timothy. He says, don't lay your hands on someone too quickly because purity Purity of heart and purity in your leadership is incredible, and you need to have it and and be able to to, uh, work the church when it comes to leadership. We're to have purity in our marriages, and uh, do we mean that from a sexual content? Absolutely. Uh, When it comes to pure, uh, uh, it comes to the fact that he created sexuality and he created sex, and it's to be between a husband and a wife in the covenant of marriage. Uh, We've said that even before. Purity in the home of a genuine love and relationships. All this is to have purity. So Paul is saying here, there should be purity of thought, uh, purity of purpose. Your words should be words of purity. Your actions should be uh, actions of purity. Um, And uh, that's what I brought off when I'm saying his word is pure. Jesus is how we get our purity. Um, wisdom is pure. Christian leadership should be pure. Marriages, homes, relationships should be pure. Uh, and uh, all of it, all of it's pure. Now, let me help you out with that. The word pure can also mean clean. And, uh, you know, uh, God's word tells us to even have a clean conscience. Uh, David cried out for a clean heart and a steadfast spirit to be renewed in him. And if you just want to, in a simple way, and I, I pray to preach this way, if you want to look at it in a simple way, p- 
purity and whatever is pure, just think of it as clean. Uh, guys, if, if you're living in any any way in your life, if you're doing business in any way in your life, if you're treating people in a relationship and it's not clean before God, then you need to back out of it. I mean, you need to change it. it it's just really living this clean life. And if it doesn't promote that, then back out of that situation. Uh, let's, let's talk about purity a little deeper here. Um, this purity we're talking about, or this cleanliness, is uh, not me living a life that gets, gets God's attention so that he'll notice me. It's not that at all. If you're not careful, you'll think that way that I'm going to live this way and God's going to notice me and he's going to forgive me and love me and bless me, right? It's not that at all. It's the other way around. Uh, I, I want to live a pure life or a clean life because I'm in awe of him. There's no one like him. I'm not doing it so he'll notice me. I'm doing it because he's already noticed me and I have realized what he has done for me so my life is a reflection of this relationship. I'm not doing it so he'll pay attention to me. I'm doing it because I know what he's done for me. And then because of our relationship, I want my life to reflect that. Um, though, though I want to please him, I do want to please him. It's not working so that he'll notice me. He already notices me. I recognize what he's done. And so therefore, I live my life in all of him. I uh, remember 1 John 3, 3 that we handled already. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Remember, my purity is in Jesus. My purity is from Jesus. My purity is through Jesus. And my purity is because of Jesus. If I'm going to live pure, it's because of his sacrifice that he has done. And we're in Lent and we're thinking and focusing on cross and resurrection. Uh, it is because of his sacrifice has made me pure. Whiter than snow, he has made me pure. Now, to bring all this in uh, for you to understand it a little better, I've chosen Psalm 24, 3 through 4, and I want to read it to you. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands, and here it is, pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false and do not swear deceitfully. Uh, the hill of the Lord would be Zion. It would be Mount Zion. It would be Jerusalem. It's where people go to worship and it's where the temple is located. Who can go up that hill of Mount Zion? I've been there. I've, it is on a hill. I've been on buses and uh, we all of a sudden start break out singing, I'm marching to Zion, you know. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. Uh, we're going up those hills uh, to Jerusalem, to Zion. Uh, who gets there? Who, who has clean hands and a pure heart? Let me speak on that for just a moment. Who can stand in that holy place? In this day and time, there was ceremonial cleansing. In other words, the ceremonial cleansing was you washed your hands and you prepared yourself and you went through ceremonial cleansing so that you could go in and worship. Uh, th that is showing a ritual or a method of which they went into worship. We don't do that today. Um, uh, I, I, I want you to know that there are people who can be very faithful attenders to a church campus and to church services, but their hearts aren't pure. And some of the picture that is being given here in Psalm 24 is that 
The thinking is, I'm going to go to the worship so that my heart will be pure. And uh, really, it's far more than that. It is the fact that the, the picture here is that I'm in such a relationship with him that I'm already involved in worship. Remember, we teach here of doing the big five, which is worship and ministry, discipleship, and fellowship and evangelism. And we want to do those every day. Listen, guys, you don't you don't get you don't live the way you want to Monday through Saturday and go, I'm gonna to go to the church house and get a pure heart today. No, Monday through Saturday should be just as much a seeking of a pure heart than it will be on one day of a week. Uh, it, remember here, the ceremonial washing is external, but God is calling on the purity for you to be internal. Uh, the the ceremonial washing does not cleanse you. He cleanses you. So I'm not going to get cleansed on a particular day other than the day he died on the cross and then was raised from the dead. But it is the fact that I am living my life of purity because of what he has already done and given to me. I'm not going to wait till Sunday. Do you get that picture? Let me give you, for example, and I, I want to get down to where you live for a moment. I've pastored people who uh, just weren't around. They were church members and they just weren't around. You never saw them. They hadn't been in the church forever. And when I say forever, it could be years or months. And, um, and I, I mean in attendance. And then all of a sudden they've got a sickness and they're gonna have a surgery. And then they start showing up all these Sundays before their surgery so that the Lord will bless them and get them through their surgery. You all with me? Do you all know what I'm talking about? Uh, thinking they can, God can just see their attendance and all of a sudden he's gonna pour out this blessing upon them and uh, they're not even thinking about living a life of devotion to him. We're, do you see how we try to manipulate that and uh, we try to have a scheme to that? Uh, it is, uh, they're just trying to trick God, thinking that attendance is going to do it. He's going to notice me. Uh, and, but God looks on the heart, you all. Clean hands and pure hearts. Who, who can ascend it? I'm not waiting till Sunday for the purification of Jesus in my life. That's going to happen even today. Why? Because of what he's done for me. I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm living a life of devotion to him. Not so that he'll notice me. He's already noticed me. He knew me before I was born. But because of how, what he has done for me and how he saved me, I want to live a life of purity and devotion to him. In other words, there's no shadow mission. There's no side mission. I just want to live a life of purity that is absolutely devoted to him. I want it to be a life that is focused on him. Uh, it, back to John 3, 3 again, 1 John 3, 3. <clears throat> it is my purity is in him, my purity is from him, my purity is through him, and my purity is because of him. Now, how do we bring all this in together? As we focus on Lent, uh, we are fasting and praying and being generous. Uh, would you please focus on your own purity, your purity of thought, are your actions pure? Or do you do them so you can be recognized uh, and known? You know, just live out of pure devotion to him and what he has done for you. 
uh, it is letting your light shine for him for what he's done for you and you just pulling yourself out of it. Also, uh, during this, this week, will you notice the purity of other people and call it out? Text them, email them, call them, speak to them face to face if you can and let them know that I see God's purity in your life and your devotion to him and call it out, speak it. Speak it to them and let them hear that you're, you're being able to see it, to bless them with it, and to be able to mention them that way. So focus on your own life of purity and then call it out in the other people. Remember, uh, be, you're fasting. Whatever you're fasting from, you're going to need God's help because your mind and your body's not going to want to do it. Uh, and you rely on Him. And we're praying more. We're praying for other people. We're praying for situations. And then we're being generous. We're blessing other people. And you may just even want to bless them with the message, I see God's purity in your life. What do we dwell on? Gosh, let's just, you're going to go, man, there's nothing out there pure to, to pay attention to. Yes, there is. God's people are there. And you can see their purity and call it out and bless them. And then let's emulate them in areas of our life. What do we say? I love you. And then we say, what? Grace and peace to you. God bless you. Thanks for watching.